I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. As I told you the other day, yesterday I recorded a podcast with former South Sydney Penrith Panthers, Western Suburbs Magpies and Canterbury Bulldogs player Darren Brown. Uh, one of my good mates, a guy that I've grown up around, uh, a sensational fellow who's also in the podcast game. He's one of the co-hosts of Rabbitohs Radio. So if you're a Rabbitohs fan and you're not listening to that podcast already, I highly advise you get around it. And even if you're just a footy fan, not a South Sydney fan, it's one that I definitely advise you get around. Uh, podcast co-hosted by Darren Brown, of course, Steve Maven as well, and their good mate Chaps, a champion fella who came on to tell his story as a Rabbitohs fanatic on our podcast the end of last year. A fantastic podcast, and Darren takes us through his whole career. We're going to be dropping that podcast next week. We'll let you know what day it'll be, probably Tuesday morning. But until then, I thought I'd just pay you a little clip, and this is from two years before Darren made his first grade debut. He, of course, made his debut in 1989 when he was just 19 years old. This story comes from 1987 and Darren Brown his family pretty rich as far as sport goes Uh, his father obviously played rugby league for South Sydney as well a lot of uncles that were great boxers so it was always in his blood and in his veins and of course harness racing was also a big part of his life this is the story about how the big second rower for the South Sydney Rabbitohs two years before his debut won a harness race at 33 to 1 it's an unreal story I'll hand it over to Darren now to tell the tale Mention making your debut at 19. Before we get to that, I just want to take you back two years uh, to a Tuesday afternoon. Newbridge boy, tell us the story of this one. I think this one's a cracker. Yeah, well, uh, Newbridge boy was a. Uh, I was involved with harness racing. My dad was a, a harness racing trainer back in the day, and I was sort of like a young bloke helping him out. Um, you know, throughout throughout my career, and um, I was always always loved the horses and got up before school and went and helped him and obviously went back after school so I spent a lot of time in that arena and yeah I got my opportunity to to drive in a race and 
yeah, that that day at Richmond, uh, my dad, for some reason, he, he couldn't go to the races that day. So I end up taking the horse myself and, uh, yeah, preparing him and way sure it was, mate. Uh, yeah, I led all the way, but the odds on favourite. So I was, I was a big odds, 33 to 1, and, yeah, it was just a, a special feeling to drive a winner. And I ended up having a, probably about 10 race drives uh, in the harness racing and yeah it's a, it's a great sport mate it's it's one that um, you know is a little bit different to the gallopers because with the gallopers the trainers all you can do is train where the harness racing you can do the whole lot you can own the horse you can train the horse and you can also drive the horse so it's um, yeah it's, it was a great thrill to drive that winner and uh, you know I still watch the videos today where I, I led all the way and and kicked away halfway down the straight. Great mate, feeling. Mate, I've got very limited knowledge as far as harness racing goes, but I know that there's not many 33 to ones that lead the entire way. Quite often you see them lead part of it, then they drop off and you never see them again. It must have been an unreal experience coming down that straight at the end. I believe at Richmond there, there used to be a, a long straight there, three or 400 metres. It was, mate. Yeah, it was a grass track. And, um, yeah, the odds-on favourite who was uh, sitting outside me, I, I thought he would have run, run straight past me. But my horse, he, he used to – the conditions suited him. It was raining. Uh, he used to love the grass track. And, um, you know, being 33-1, to 1, we all thought, always thought he had some hope, even though he was big odds. And, uh, yeah, it was a great thrill, like you said, uh, to especially when I, I kicked away halfway down the straight. I, I kicked about two lengths clear, and I, I knew I had the – the race one, you know, probably 100, 100 metres out. And as they do, you, you raise the whip in the air. So I, I, you probably see it these days with the jockeys when they go past the, the post when they ride a, a group one group one race. So I thought I was driving a, a group one winner when I was only at Richmond. <laughs> Mate, do you, do you remember the phone call to Les or, or, or when you saw him next? He must have been in shock. Yeah, yeah well, he, I think he, he watched the race. I don't, I don't really remember the... But I, what I do remember is I, I had two. I actually had two drives that day. I come I come out in the next race. And I had another drive in the next race. So you pretty much had to uh, bottle all your emotion up and, and get ready for the next race. And I actually hit the front in the next race, come around the turn. So it looked like I was going to drive a double. And I actually, uh, I, I probably I got I got fined for hitting that horse too many times in the straight. <laughs> so. <laughs> Because I thought I was, a, I, was a, I was on a good thing there to drive a double, but maybe he tied and run fourth. But I was pulled into the stewards' room for excessive use of the whip. So 